Presenting the Cones of Dunshire, a brand new gaming experience. 8 to 12 players, two wizards, a maverick, the arbiter, two warriors, a corporal, and a ledgerman. Now, the ledgerman just keeps score, and he wears this hat. Oh, boy. Now, the object is to accumulate cones, or cones wins, but in order to get a cone, you have to build a civilization. The other amazing thing is the challenge play. Actually, let me tell you more about the trivia cards, because you're going to need to know about roadblocks first. No, never mind. The thing about the challenge play is that it's basically the game in reverse. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> it's all about the game. And now you play it all about control And if you can take it, all about your death And if you can play it, it's all about pain And who's gonna make it? I am the game, you don't wanna play me I am control, no way you can shake me Welcome, settlers, to Geek Salad episode 168. I've got wood for sheep. <laughs> I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Joe. I'm Catherine. And joining us today is uh, Catherine's husband. I'm also Joe. That's right. So we'll refer to him as such throughout the episode. So today we are discussing um, more adult-oriented uh, party games and card games and board games. There seems to have been like a recent spate of these. You go to any, I mean, hell, you can go to Target, and there's like that section now of like grown up card games. Yeah. You go to Barnes yeah. and Noble. There's even more of them. No, uh, there's no longer do you have to go to Spencer's Gifts, right? Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, and settle for yeah. something kind of lame, right? Exactly, because there is some brilliant stuff out there. A lot of it's being crowdfunded, which is really really cool. Yeah. So it's nice that you know the. The general public is getting involved with their entertainment now instead of just having it being spoon-fed to them. So, yeah, so we are talking all about that. We've got some picks to talk about, some games that we're actually going to go over. Uh, but first, let's hit our Facebook feedback, where um good friend of the show, Dave McLean, author of the Tri- Time Travelers um, Resort and Museum, available on Amazon, um, <laughs> posted that I have a game based on the movie Labyrinth. It's a beautiful game. And by beautiful, I mean I always get to play David Bowie, who seems to be impossible to beat. The rules appear to be written by someone with a love of engineering manuals and a grudge against English speakers. My kids would rather uh, prefer to play Dungeon, a board game version of Dungeons & Dragons, which combines the joy of sorting cards into tiny piles with the frustration of grinding through a dungeon crawl. <laughs> yeah, I, I've heard of that. I've played a, a game based on Nat Labyrinth before as well. Involves turning dials while a ball goes mm. on a maze. Uh, uh, your your age is showing a little bit yes. there. And like, they make they make new versions of that one. I got one for Christmas when I was thirteen years old. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's interesting because that reminds me of a game that my brother-in-law um, introduced us to over the summer called Talisman. Very much the same type of thing. It's a Dungeons and Dragons game where you don't have to create characters. It's not an RPG. But it has a lot of RPG elements. You pick a character, you get to boot up your character's abilities and all that fun stuff. And you essentially are going through three circles of hell. Um, <laughs> at least that's as far as I could tell. By, by the end of it, you're rolling dice with death and 
Oh my god. Um, as a matter of fact, but I do remember though. Sorry to interrupt, Joe. I do remember though. Most of the game does involve you sorting tiny cards into tinier piles. Nice. You were saying, Joe, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Yeah, a buddy of mine runs a gaming store, and he browbeat me into picking up a copy of Dragonfire, which is an official license by Hasbro, Wizards of the Coast, Dungeons and Dragons, Dungeons and Dragons deck-building game, wherein you start with a very tiny deck of very basic attacks, and as the game, as you kill monsters, you get loot, you spend the money, you buy better attacks... Um, you're, apparently you're able to go through an entire campaign. Catherine and I tried it, um... Twice. Twice over this last week, and we couldn't pass the tutorial. <laughs> but it is brutally we figure, hard. We figure you need, you definitely need four full characters. Like, well, if you only have two people, you can t- play two multi-class creatures. And no. No. No, actually, you don't. You don't have enough kill to take care of all the monsters that they throw at you. It's an action economy problem. They get so many turns and there's more of them. You only get a few turns. Yeah. And the thing is you're supposed to hit them in order. Like, anybody can deal the first level of damage to the monster. Right. But then the wizard has to deal the next level of damage. And then it has to be a fighter. And then it has to be the rogue to finish it off. Hmm. Interesting. And if you... Way too complicated for a... Oh, it's a right pain in the ass. Somebody with, somebody with an engineering degree and a disdain for the English language, is <laughs> yep. that what you're saying? Yeah. Why, yes. <laughs> I, do have an English, Eng- I, have, I do have an engineering degree, <laughs> and I do have a disdain for the English language, as you can tell. There you go. <laughs> and I still don't want to play this game. <laughs> Just kidding. So, don't worry, I'll twist your arm. I'm sure you will. <laughs> So throughout the game, throughout the uh, discussion, we might actually um, just discuss how a game is played. We also might play the game itself, <laughs> which yep. will be kind of cool. Um, does anyone want to start, or should we get uh, get on with the granddaddy of them all? And not really the granddaddy of them all. This game is only about ten, uh, six or seven years old. Yeah, but I, th- I think it's, it's the game that kind of set this, the this. the standard for adult based for, for the adult party based game. card game, adult based party game. Okay, and that game is Cards Against Humanity. <laughs> so what I've done is we're going to play a basic round of this game. I handed everybody three cards as opposed to the typical five. Um, they have the white cards. I have a black card. The black card, I will read. They will look at their, their cards and hand me a card, and I will read off the best answer. And I will pick the best answer. And you would just keep going around until you win, like, five black cards. Right. So the black card is the prize. So... The black card says, what's the gayest? <laughs> I love that everybody has already built stuff up in their heads. <laughs> so then, as the game is played, you, you take that card, you go, what's the gayest? Starting a shitty podcast. <laughs> <laughs> kind of meta there. Yeah, fuck you all. <laughs> we enter episode what? <laughs> yeah, 168. What's the gayest? And football players with erections barreling towards you at full speed. <laughs> you can't say it's wrong. No. Nope. What's the gayest? Getting eaten out by a dog. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and what's the gayest? The lived experiences of African Americans. <laughs> Jesus. Going with the football players on that one. I'll take this All one. Alright, good job, Joe. <laughs> and in that case, Joe would get the card. So that is how uh, 
That is how the Cards Against Humanity do. I should have played this one. Oh, what do you have there, Mike? <laughs> uh, the full force of the American military. Especially the Navy. Yep. Yep, I know plenty of naval guys you will definitely fight you. should have played yeah. that one. Yeah. <laughs> I had starting a shitty podcast, and I was just like, please let the black card work with us. Please let the yeah. black card work with us. <laughs> so, the thing about Cards Against Humanity is it only works if everyone has got a sixth sense of humor. I was going to go with, um, is super comfortable with each other. Because well, there's a number- bunch of stuff... Where you can just cross the line and ruins everyone's well, day, remember, and a lot of it's just... Was it the first time we all played it? Remember that game that we played at Jim's house? Yeah. And Chris and his wife were there. Uh, well, yeah, well, that's a whole other story. Yeah, but... Oh, yeah, yeah. His, his wife is kind of... <laughs> right. She, she doesn't was, have she the was, same sense of humor that the rest of us did. She was spelling out yeah. the, um, the words, so... Well, yeah, but I do remember, we did one practice round. Like, just so everyone knew how the game was played. So I, I grabbed one black card and three white cards, and I was just like, so if you if the black card is, and it was uh, the name of J.K. Rowling's new book, it will be titled, and the first card I pull up was Daniel Radcliffe's Delicious Asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Jim... And Joe, who are sitting next to each other, are essentially having to tent pole themselves <laughs> to keep each other up from do- from dropping dead of a heart attack. <laughs> and, and it, well, the thing was when when Jim laughed, he just he like doesn't stop. No, it's just this, yeah. And and then I get caught up in it, and I'm like, it's like we're feeding off each other, and it's like it's a stupid card. How the hell is this happening? Right, right. I, I just remember my my favorite card that I've ever gotten was. Uh, being balls deep in a hog while firing your six guns in, into the air. Uh, yeah, I've <laughs> seen one. that one. I've gotten that one. Well, the the issue is that so much of it, a lot of the humor comes from putting you in an uncomfortable place. Mm. And if you've got the wrong person in the room, it's just not good. I mean, you're at a party. It becomes, it becomes awkward and everybody's like, oh. So you have to know who to play it with and say, okay, yeah. this crowd, this is not right. appropriate and get some, you know, get like, grab cosmic well, like we play, Like we played it at, um, at Christmas at my family's house, we played it was like nine thirty at night. We were all pretty well lubricated, <laughs> so, my, so it was just you know all the kids were asleep, so it was just like all the adults, and we played it, and it was because my family hides nothing from each other. We bust each other's nuts all the time. It was just like, yep, just let it flow, and it yep. was so much with the right crowd. It is a fun, fun game, right? Yeah. But I would never play this. With because we always play this game in Maine with my with my brother in law and my sister in law, we would never ask my father in law or mother in law to play this game with us. Right, right. Just because all I would hear is you people are sick pretty much throughout the entire thing. Yeah. Well, like a couple of years ago when we went down to uh, when uh, me and the family went down to uh, North Carolina, you know Diane took the, the box with her, and like now my in laws who live down there are. Very religious, very ah. fundamentalist, you know, people. Now they're very cool about it. They're not in your face, but there's some things like there's some things we can't watch on TV because it makes them uncomfortable and stuff like that. How many times in a visit do you get told "Bless your heart"? No, I not, not a lot. We didn't get a lot. <laughs> so you're not listening, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> but but I, I was like, I told Anne, like, you don't want to bring this down and yeah. whip it out in front of your brother because it's going to be... Whip it out's a good way of describing this game, actually. <laughs> yep, yep. 
Hence the big black box. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our, yeah, our friends have the, the biggest, biggest blackest, blackest deck. Deck. <laughs> deck. No, there's a card. The there's biggest the card. blackest deck. But yeah. there's a box that is the biggest blackest deck. Yes. With the biggest blackest deck inside. You oh. actually have to carve it out of the box. It's in like a hidden... Uh, the, in the lining. Yeah, it's hidden in the lining. But lines. you know, it's, it's funny. that You talk about um, this new wave of adult games. The companies that are putting these games out are very are trying to are very subversive to also in their marketing and the way they they they're like um, Cards Against Humanity trolled everybody a few years ago when they told them well if you rip up one of our cards or something like that rip up the box it's like there's a special hidden card and it was true there was a special hidden card but you'd see posts on social media everybody ripping up ripping right. up boxes apart <laughs> Cards Against Humanity during the Malheur Occupation. You remember when those Bundy rednecks occupied that random yep, uh, uh, wildlife refuge? Shipped them a 55-gallon drum of lube. <laughs> <laughs> well, then there was one lady who, who posted on Twitter that there wasn't enough glitter in her, her in her pack of. Um, oh yeah, her pack of Cards Against Humanity. So the company sent her a pack full of glitter. So when she opened it, it just went <laughs> all over everywhere. Pretty uh, evil. I'm sure she's still picking it out of the crevices that she never thought she had. Oh. <laughs> yeah, she's consulting a stripper to see how to get it off. Right. So Got Kesha on speed dial. <laughs> who wants to take it? Who wants to take the next one? I didn't realize we were focusing on adult games. I thought it was just cool new well, games. Well, it's cool. Coming. It's cool new games. And you, 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 your party games and. All right. So uh, one one that I personally love is Castle Panic. All right. Which is a cooperative game, so it's everybody at the table versus the game. So you're, there's nobody that's gonna. You, there are ways to have like winners and losers, but we just play it, you know, cards out cooperatively. It's a tower defense game, where you are protecting the tower from the incoming monsters, and it's it's a really fun little game. And we we have the expansion for the wizard's tower, which gives you magic spells that you can use, which is really helpful, and it also gives you more dangerous monsters like dragons and whatnot. And it's very <laughs> clever the way that like it counts the uh, hit points by turning uh, little tiles that cu- and and advancing them in. They're triangular tiles, and they have a one, two, and a three on them. And whatever number is pointed towards the castle is how many hit points it's got left. And some of them, which some works of them really have well. One, yeah. Some of them have four. Yeah. And they added it through, and the base game is very simple and straightforward. And then they've got like six expansions, might be more by now. Um, we just have the one, the Wizard's Tower. They add, they threw in boss monsters with that, and there's, <laughs> you know, they've got five hit points, six hit points. They move randomly to every turn, and it's just like, oh god, now what do we do? Some of them fly, it's like, okay, well, your swordsmen don't work, your knights don't work. There's a lot of the games we're going to be talking about that are essentially are part, like the larger part of an expansion pack. Right. Yes, yeah. you know, give you that. like you know, my, you know, talking earlier about Talisman, that game had so many expansion cards in it. My brother-in-law is just like trying to weed them out. So he's like, "Okay, and you drew? Nope, can't use that one. Ugh, nope, yeah. can't use that one either. I thought I pulled all these things out of here." We 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 like the first couple times we played with the Wizard's Tower, we like. Put them all in, and took them all out. Put them all in, took them all. You're like, you know what? This game is just more fun with the Wizard's Tower, and and because it's cooperative, you're not, you know, you can explain to people. Okay, so that card you have there, this is how we want to do it, and you can negotiate amongst the team and be like, okay, you know, so we're plotting, and it's like I've got a bunch of swordsmen, and the guys will be here any minute now, and I will get them. 
you have an you have archers, and so you'll get the cyclops when he hits the archer ring. And <laughs> there's a lot of uh, uh, tabletop generaling. Ah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Here's the game plan. Everybody sticks to the plan. We all go home tonight. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Mike. Um, I just kind of like did get random top off the top of my head things. Um, Again, party game. Yeah, win, lose, or draw. Based on the uh, popular TV show. TV show, oh, yeah. Oh, good lord. <laughs> yeah, that that's showing my age a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's win, lose, or draw. Basically, it's you draw something and you have to your team has to guess what it is. Baby fish mouth. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Fifteen seconds. A big uh, baby. B- mouth. B- baby boom. Baby... Draw something resembling anything. Baby, baby uh, crying baby. Kiss ba- ba- the baby. Uh, baby spitting up. Exorcist baby. Uh, baby. Baby. Yes, sir, that's my baby. No, sir, don't mean maybe. That's it. Time's up. Baby talk. Baby talk. What, what, what's that? That's not a saying. Oh, but baby fish mouth is sweeping the nation. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, no, those are definitely... Like, I mean, those are more like the type, type of tame games you'd play with my in-laws. Yeah, yeah. Even though still, it would be a lot of my mother-in-law asking you to to, to read again what the clue was. <laughs> and I oh, got Trivial Pursuit. No, can you read the, read the question again? No, oh, no that's not right. No, that's not. One time, these, these words were exactly said in this order. Andy, go get the almanac. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> was it a question about rainfall in 1817? <laughs> I mean... So, yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, that, that kind of that game is just a fun... Yeah. Get angry at your friends for being a bunch of idiots type of game. Actually... <laughs> Set a game! <laughs> I do have another one that... Uh, it's not explicitly uh, 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 on adult-oriented game, but mm-hmm. the amount of cursing that comes out of me makes me makes it very unsuitable for mixed audiences. Monopoly? Uh, no. <laughs> I was gonna go with um, Dragon Farkle, believe it or not. Dragon Farkle's on my list. Okay. Dragon Farkle is a push-your-luck dice game where you, you pick a, 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 a general for an army, and they're all kind of dork, dorky and in- inadequate, and they have, like, certain special skills that you can use during the game. Um, and you're trying to, you roll the dice to try to build up a big enough army to fight the dragon. And you have to be able to take out the dragon in a single round. So, like, if you don't manage, you you start losing your army, and eventually they all die. And oh, yeah, it, it, it winds up being genocidal. You will go through <laughs> 6,000 people like that. <laughs> but they're just cardboard coins, so who cares? You just throw them at the dragon and hope you beat it. it after after we started playing uh, Dragon Farkle, I was like, Joe, you have to see Dragon Slayer. <laughs> well, the other thing is you get re- you can either recruit from the pool or you can directly go after the other person's stuff. Yeah, you can try to steal the so other it, people's army. There's some serious hostility that builds up in very short amount of time. Nice, nice. So, another game on my list. Have you guys played? I mean, Matt Inman, who is the creator of the Oatmeal, mm-hmm. the yes. online comic. Lately, I have found that he is just like, he owns this category now <laughs> of these card games. All crowdfunded. Mm-hmm. But the one that we first played, and we, we played this about two years ago, it's called Exploding Kittens. Oh, we have oh, a yeah. copy. We, we, we've got a, the basic copy, yeah. Yeah, and that yeah. is just, it's great because you just, 
hold on to your cards and you you, you flip your cards to try to stave off the inevitable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a game that only four up to four people can play, mm-hmm. which is kind of nice. You can't have like this thing where every round takes twenty minutes to do. It's a very quick game. It usually takes anywhere from ten to fifteen minutes to end it. Right. Because if you're playing with four people. There are three exploding kittens in the du- in the deck, mm-hmm. and you can try to stave off getting that exploding kitten for as long as you can. But when you get the exploding kitten, game is over. It's over. You lose. It's, it's a fantastic game because there's a lot of great oatmeal humor in there. The mm-hmm. Taco Cat is Taco Cat spelled backwards. Yep. Um, and oh, just the yeah. the illu- yeah <laughs> the illustrations are ju- just make the game because the oatmeal is just one of the best. Expressive with simple drawings, comic strips you can read. Yeah, mm. yeah I, I, the nope I, sandwich yeah. with extra nope sauce. <laughs> we, I oh, played, there she goes. She I, got it. I played the. I first played it here during one of our game nights while we were waiting for everybody else. The three of us played it, and I got such a kick out of it. I actually went out and bought it so I could play it with the kids. Oh, oh, what exploding kittens? Exploding kittens. Nice. They have another game called Bears and Babies, which we haven't played yet. I gave it to my brother-in-law, and we still haven't played it yet. And then there, he's coming out with another one called Crabs. Yes! Yes. Uh, I get. Yeah, and then there's You've Got Crabs, which you got, is the expansion yeah. pack. You want to you wanna read off some of those cards, Mike? Or Joe? <clears throat> he's got a Take much better reading voice than I do. Skip! Commandeer a bunny raptor. End your turn without drawing a card. See the future by asking the all-seeing goat wizard. Privately view the top three cards of the deck. Or just a random rainbow ralphing cat. Hairy potato cat. Beard cat. Beard cat is awesome. Yeah. I want that beard. I don't think I'm allowed to have it. Uh, Nope Stradamus speaks the truth. It's a nope. Uh (laughs) Nope. All signs point to nope. You thought you were going to play that? Nope. They have an expansion for it called Imploding Kittens that comes with a human-sized cone of shame. Oh, man. And God yeah. cards that cause you to have to wear it. <laughs> oh, man. Well, right. the, the, thing, the thing about Exploding Kittens, it's like, that's another trend you're seeing in, in adult games. It's like, you're seeing, like, these webcomics expand beyond... Yeah, you know, like the other one is uh, Cyanide and Happiness. Yes, Joking Hazard, which we actually have the cards for right here, and can play a quick. Actually, I don't know if we really, really play this because it's really visual humor. Yeah. But the ba- I mean, the basic premise is it's it's cards against humanity, except with comic strips. Yeah, comic strips. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So what you do is you take everyone gets their own series of cards, and the the judge at the time puts down the first two cards, and then you have to come up with the punchline. Or, in some cases, the first card, the first part... Is the punchline, and you have to put the story together for yeah. it. So they've got, so like, the, a punchline card is, like, um, blue nailing green to a cross. The thing, well, the thing about Cyanide Happiness is it's such wicked dark humor. Oh, I mean, there is so many, there are so many things in here, um... I mean, we, we saw somewhere that, that result in pregnancy. Um, some of the cards that start off, my wife just died. Uh, let's see. You just fucked with the wrong fella. And then you get stuff like this one here that I'm holding, where um, Blue has got an incredible erection, and uh, it looks like Green is going to go down on him. <laughs> yeah, that always just you know what it is? You ever see Don Hertzfeldt's... Um, 
uh, what was it, Demented Cartoons? Okay, it's a, it, it, it's an old cartoon that was done that, you know, has some very famous lines like, My anus is bleeding, and... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. My spoon is too big! It, it's, it's... I'm a banana! And now angry ticks fly out of my nipples. <laughs> <laughs> it's functionally the movie version of that game. You wind up creating basically scenes from that. It's, it's, right. it's perfect. Right. Um, Catherine, you get it. What else you got? Uh, Ninja Burger. Yes, we played Ninja Burger here last year for your birthday. Yep, that was a lot of fun. Ninja Burger is your you're all ninjas working for a burger delivery joint. Oh yeah, oh you yeah, that. you told me about this. I remember. And uh, and uh, uh, you you all like have special special abilities. Like there's the really tall, skinny one that is terrible at disguise unless he gets the lampshade, at which point he's practically invisible. <laughs> <laughs> but he's really good at climbing, and one of, the, one of the missions is that you have to deliver burgers to the space station. <laughs> so you need a good climbing role for that one. <laughs> and, and it's just... And the, the flavor text is really hilarious on a lot of those cards. Um, the, the, every, every turn you have to check to see who the ninja with the least honor is... And there's a chance that they don't get a real job. They have to go fulfill an errand for the franchise. Like, you know, walk the mascot. It's a tiger. <laughs> um, your rivals are the pizza pirates. And one of the missions is to deliver to them without being recognized as a ninja. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of absurdist humor. Yeah, that yeah. Is, It is very goofy and fun. and the, the, the illustrations on the cards are very cute. Um, there's, uh... All the, kinds of equipment you can get, like the, the, the lampshade, the bunny slippers. Bunny slippers. The text on it is, nobody's supposed to see me anyway, so what does it matter if I'm in dress code? <laughs> <laughs> they, they give My you a bonus to stealth, I believe. Yes, they give you a bonus to stealth, and your feet are comfy. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, that the, there are interesting times that you can play on other players to make their missions harder. <laughs> um, you have to do it twice. Oh yeah, sumo-sized order. You actually have to hit the the way it's played. You get three six-sided dice, and you have to roll the target number or lower. And every ninja has the the target numbers that you're looking for aren't on the mission; they're on the ninja that you have. So some ninjas are just naturally good at combat. Some naturally suck at it. Some are uh, there's one that's pretty lousy at everything, but. Because she's so cute, <laughs> she gets a second roll every time she fails. <laughs> There's a, it was just the disguise, which is just, you know, the ninja unzipping, and it turns out it was another ninja the entire time. <laughs> good. Awesome. The, ga- the game ends when either the entire franchise, the franchise's total honor is high enough that your manager gets promoted... At which point, the current ninja with the most honor gets his job and they win. Or the franchise's total honor is so low that your manager kills himself. (laughs) At which point, the ninja with the highest honor is promoted. (laughs) And the game is over. (laughs) I've had a few games end like that. Nice. Nice. All right, Mike, what do you got for your next one? Um, Well, this is kind of going off my list here, but I remember our... Well, no, another one we played last time, I think at your birthday, uh, 
each each character plays like a giant monster. Oh, King of, King Tokyo. of Tokyo. King of Tokyo. Yes. I enjoy. I enjoy yeah. that game. You yeah. of all people, know, who'd right? have thought? Shocking. I think I'm pretty. Did sure we have the expansion then? Yes. Okay. Good. Me, and Mr. Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, it's just. Yeah, I seem to remember Autumn and I got bumped out of the game really fast. That happens, especially if you've got people that know what they're doing and people that don't. It's real easy to get screwed early. I think. Yeah. I think I was one of the last two people. I might have won one of the rounds. I'm not sure. It's a strong possibility. I've got King of New York too. I haven't even unboxed that one. Yeah, I'm still in the shrink wrap. That's been in the shrink wrap for years now. I just haven't cracked it. That's okay. One of the games we'll be talking about in a little bit stayed in the wrap for about three years before we finally un- unboxed it this year. Oh, dear. Yeah, but being able to play a giant monster and you know being able to crush your enemies, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> no, nothing at all. <laughs> all right, what else do we have here? Um, yeah. But the, one, one thing that I do got to say about it, though, you really have to get the um, the Panda Kai expansion for it. Uh-huh. <laughs> the base game, all the monsters are identical. Which is nice. I like that version. But, but if you get the Panda Kai expansion, it gives everybody a uh, sort of deck of power-ups. All right. That is tailored to each individual monster. Like oh. the Leviathan just has way too many hit points. Um, the the uh, uh, most certainly not King Kong ha- gets bonuses for um, g- gets crazy bonuses to victory points. All right, but he takes damage doing it, so it's sort of a, a headlong dash. Um, Godzilla kind of just... like those ten football players with full erections. Yes. yes. All right. <laughs> um, the the Mecha Godzilla thing just murders shit. It's terrifying. <laughs> Pretty sure that's the one I had. That yeah, sounds there's, there's about Giga right. There's Gigazor, and then there's 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 a Robo King Kong, and not Mothra, and <laughs> not Ghidra. Yeah, it, it, there's a lot of uh, serial numbers filed off on the monsters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's I, Joe Dan. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh wow! Instead of also Joe or other Joe, you're not Joe. Joe Dan. Dan. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> Mike, you got anything else? Um, I mean, there's seen it. Yep. Now, seen it. Seen it's an interesting one because usually, I, I'm brought in as what you would call a ringer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the guy who worked at Suncoast. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Going back to Trivial Pursuit. Oh, it's a it's a uh, pink question. All right, Andy. <laughs> All the models are riding on you. Uh, and I only I only miss out on the stupid ones that I already know. I, I was that when in my family's whenever we played Triangle Pursuit. Yep. Yeah, I was there. I was the ringer there because Circuit City. Yeah, that's so which, true. Which scene did you have? Uh, I'm pretty sure I had like the Marvel one, but it was the Marvel scene that was released right around Spider-Man Two. Oh, oh God! Oh, oh. So there was no MCU. There was no Iron Man. It was like. What Academy Award nominated actor played the Kingpin in 2003's Daredevil? Basically, oh, yeah. <laughs> you gotta be kidding. Yeah, no, it was, was, it was it? Spider-Man 2. I don't remember. Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I have a really dumb question. I'm not sure if it qualifies. Yeah. How do you feel about the Jackbox games, including, of course, You Don't Know Jack and the rest of it? Because they're definitely party games. Yeah. And they're in the right vein. 
but they're video games. Do I they played, qualify? I played in uh, I don't you don't know Jack movies on my I think it was like my four twenty six my forty six computer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, family, gather around the screen. Um, yeah. Oh god! Gather that's, around the monitor. No, that's definitely a game that is not for the entire family. First, no. we're gonna watch the uh, the trailer to Fellowship of the Rings, and then we're gonna... <laughs> come on, how Here's many call back? Come on, Mike, how many Earths can you cram inside Uranus? <laughs> Way too many. Sixty-two, sixty-three. If you relax. Ah. <laughs> um, I'll allow it. By the way, even though we just had a conversation about it. There's another game that we had called Fact or Crap, which is one of those free Cards Against Humanity games that you would buy at the mall during their seasonal calendar-slash-board games area. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. That that garish red and yellow box. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. I think we played it a total of, like, four times. We played it twice. I was like, no, I can't get into this. The, The booth that was nestled in between the I Will Massage Your Back... And giving you and room. Auntie Anne's yeah <laughs> yep because you know I'm not wrong because it's an Auntie Anne's they're all over every mall ever yeah yep <laughs> I think it's a it's a physical requirement at this point yeah you cannot so. have a mall here if you don't have an Auntie Anne's it will literally just collapse the building like that house in Poltergeist <laughs> well you, you, need, you need an Auntie Anne's at one end to hold up one end of the mall and a Panda Express at the other end. It's been a long time since I've seen a Panda Express. We had but this conversation last year, but uh, yeah, it's yeah, good point. But they're they're always just like some kind of so, just, just some shitty Chinese food. Shitty place. Chinese food. Yeah, yes. exactly. Shitty walk. <laughs> I was just thinking Cajun that. Grill yep. or something. Yeah. Oh, got your Cajun Grill. What do you have? Rice. <laughs> <laughs> Bourbon chicken. Well, right. Fried rice. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yep. You're you're Cajun. Guarantee. <laughs> I got bourbon chicken. I don't know many Cajun Caroons, mm. but okay. And, and uh, it's a chicken that would, it's been sitting in bourbon for several Never. years now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Last one on my list is kind of the granddaddy of the do-it-yourself, get a crowdfund games, Settlers of Catan. Oh, God. America's favorite sweepstakes based on an award-winning Klaus Tauber German board game is back at McDonald's. Come in and play Settlers of Catan. What? what? Oh, oh my god, god it's wood! Is wood good? Wood's great! Yes. Now you're just a sheep, a wheat, and a brick away from building a new settlement. <laughs> and then we win? Not quite. To win, you'll need 10 victory points. Settlements are worth one point, and cities are worth two. What's a city? Right, cities. So to build a city, you need to collect three rocks and two wheats. Did you say three wheats and two rocks, or two rocks and three wheats? We, this is the game that sat on the top of my bookshelf for three years, completely shrink-wrapped, until we finally unboxed it this summer. I gotta say, I had a blast playing it. For as dry of a game as it is... Is this like the adult version of Oregon Trail? No. No, no not really, because, I mean, you can buy the expansion pack with the uh, the Barbarian Hordes. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Um, He's... But essentially, all it is is you, you, you pick a place on the map, and you build your settlement there. Mm-hmm. And then if there are four of us playing, because usually it's a four-person game, you just trade in things. So it's civilization. Yeah, I was going to say, it's Sid Meier's civilization. Pretty much. Yeah. It's, you, 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 you trade things, and you build roads, and then you can expand out your, your, your colonies for cities. And then, you, you know, if I have three wheat, and I want to trade it for, you know, a sheep, or uh, what's the other one, the, the rock? Oh, yeah, just stone. Stone, yeah. 
Yeah, I, Though I, brick is separate from stone, don't forget. Right. Right. You no, need, you need brick. You need wheat to make brick because of the way that the ingredients work on that whole thing. Yep, you need wheat to make brick, and you need brick to make roads, but if you're feeling particularly hardcore, you can just use 16 sheep and forge a road out of their bones. <laughs> the, the first time... That's I, metal. The, like, I only played Settlers of Catan when it first got imported. It was Dicedler von Catan, and you had to get download the instructions off the nascent internet. Oh, to God. To get the English instructions. Oh, God. That game has killed more of my friendships. Because as soon as someone gets out ahead, all trading with them gets cut off immediately. Right. Right. Like, if the real world operated like this, no American would have seen anybody from another nation since, I don't know, 1812 or so. Right. <laughs> now, you can still get the... So if you need... Like, you, you need a bale of wheat, you can trade four sheep for it through various pirate ships... That are that are uh, buoyed on on the coasts. Yes, and if you if you get one of the trading hubs, you milk that sucker for all it's worth. Oh, you do absolutely. You, all of a sudden, it's like, okay, so how can I just maximize this one resource that they're looking for and get everything I need for the rest of the game? <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a civilization, right? Yeah, so that's you, not out of line. So you trade your wheat for what? You can trade your wheat for wood. You could trade it for stone. You could trade it for sheep. Oh, you! I've got wood for sheep. Yes, <laughs> as is the title of the show. Um, it, it is a fun game, but it's one of those games that requires a lot of patience, even more alcohol. And how many of your settlers die of dysentery? None. Uh-huh. None. There is no death in that game. Believe it or not. Then what's the point? Or do you fight each other? No. You well, to, no, you, you fight each other off off the game, you know, <laughs> when you're like, you motherfucker. Give me those sheep. There's only a culture victory. Okay. And it's just the first person to build enough cities and roads that they're out ahead. Everybody's in awe of them. It's it's Elon Musking the game. I oh, mean, geez. that's <laughs> Good call on your next one. Catherine. Go ahead. Alright, so my next game, which is totally an adult playing card game, although you can play it, you know, it is safe to play with kids, but it was designed by people that wanted a game that they could play while they were so stoned they couldn't keep the rules straight. <laughs> this is Flux. Alright. So Flux is like a basic, you know, draw one, play one. The, all the rules are on the card, explains exactly what to do. As you add more rules and change the game and change the goal of the game, you know, you, yeah. you put it down so it's all there on the table... When you start the game, there's literally no way to win. Yeah. You will draw into goals over the course of the game. When you play the goal, that's the new plan. If you if There are cards called keepers. Goals generally require that you have a combination of two certain keepers. And every other card that isn't that changes the rules of the game. So you start off drawing one, playing one, no hand size limit. But you can play a draw five card. Now on everybody's turn, they're drawing five cards, but only playing one. Then you can play a hand size limit. Everybody's only allowed to have two cards, so now you're all discarding at the end of the turn. You play play three card. You draw five, play three, hand size two. You're good. And this was made for people who smoke weed, you say? Yes! Goal! Milk and cookies. The player with milk and cookies on the table wins. Oh, yeah, I'd be going to the kitchen. Yeah. (laughs) 
Winning the lottery, the player with dreams and money on the table wins. And this is all. This I, is all I would lose that one. Yeah, this is this is all the the basic game. <laughs> dreams and money. So this, I've got dreams, but no money. So this is a this is a game. They they come out with different flavors. It's not actually expansions that are all played individually. So the ones that we have is Basic Flux, Eco Flux, which is a very hippie dippy version that my mother loves. <laughs> and my personal favorite, Pirate Flux, which we were in, introduced to at my friend's house, and I saw it, and I was like, well, then. We must play Pirate Flux, because I know that Joe can do an amusing pirate accent. got the font for One Piece. <laughs> One of the rules in it is talk like a pirate. You get to draw an additional card if you talk like a pirate. Our Menards! If you've been talking like a pirate since your last turn, you get a second additional card. So there's a lot of, I matey, as you're playing along. Yar. When is Ninja Flux? Oh, that's out. That's we don't own a copy, but yeah, that's Yeah, a there's thing. a lot of versions of Flux. These are just the three we have, but there's tons... And um, just like there's a Star Trek version of Settlers of Catan. Yep. <laughs> but Settlers of Catan, as in that planet Catan, five. You know that Flux is light years away. It's Nem. It's Nem class, you know. Oh, Flux yeah. is a brilliant. God, David Kirk, the Prime Director, says you can't screw the Settlers of Catan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, if they're never... green, then fuck the Prime Director. <laughs> never so. stopped them before. Yeah. Uh, uh, he's he's fucking pumped to get the. I'm directed for a lot less than green before. That's true. <laughs> but um, I once saw the game get caught in a loop. We were all... Uh, I was in college. The rules had evolved to the point where it was like draw three, play one, so our hands had gotten huge over the course of the game. Nobody was letting anybody else win. And the only cards left in the deck were three copies of draw three, play two. Oh no. And someone played the first one and we all just looked at him and said and now we're stuck <laughs> this is it there's literally no way to end the game now thanks <laughs> way to go assholes technically by some definitions the game is still going on <laughs> <laughs> oh boy alright does anybody have any other games that well I, I, I've never played it but yeah. I know it's a derivation of like Cards Against Humanity and um, joking hazard, it's uh, uh, what do you mean? Yes, oh, I, I've seen yeah, that. Where basically that, yeah. it's you know, uh, the, I guess the the black card and the quote unquote black card is just a picture, and then you get a bunch of different oh. memes, and you have to lay that lay down which one you think works best for that picture. <laughs> Internet, the card game. Yeah, it is, really. Interesting. Yeah, it's Thunder, the Thunder Dungeon, the, the card game. Good lord. But probably a, a lot less volatile. Oh, uh, another great game, uh, Carcassonne. Okay. Have you played Carcassonne? No. Okay, uh, so it's. I, I think I've had it before. It's another. Um, it's another European game. It's German. Oh. And Carcassonne is a region in France, with a lot of and a lot of stuff is there. You have. It's a tile building game. Yeah. And the objective is to sort of lay the place out without leaving any gaping holes in reality. <laughs> You've got to match, you know, city to city, road to road, um, field to field. There are monasteries. And as you place it, you get like nine little meeples. You know what a meeple is, right? No. They're, no. Little, they're little wooden, like figurine toy guys. Yeah. It's okay. like a people, but it represents you, so it's it's me and it's a people, so it's a meeple. <laughs> there you go. Kind of like a weeple? <laughs> um, distant relation. Okay. So, 
Uh, as you place your tiles, you put down the meeples, and when things are completed, you pick them back up and get to score the points for doing that. Um, like, the abbeys are only completed when the eight surrounding tiles are all filled in, yeah. and you get one point for each tile and the tile it's on. So they're worth nine points if you can complete them. And then there are, if, if you put them on the road, they're a bandit, and you get one point for every tile that has the road. If you put them in a city, you get, one, you get two points for every tile that has a city, but only if the city is finished before the end of the game. The cities are basically just building the walled fortresses of the medieval era. Ah. The tricky part is farmers. Farmers you put on the field, laying down when you play the cards, and... They're the only ones you never get to pick back up, and you only score them at the end of the game. There were three points for every city that their continuous field touches. It's it's complicated, and it's yeah, almost impossible to calculate out how much you're going to get out of a guy ahead of time. Right. It's a real gamble to do it, but it pays off in the end more often than not. Hmm. And, and it's just a super chill game. Everyone sits around and goes, yep. That's a city. <laughs> yeah, you, you draw and, one tile at a time. There's no... that's like, where... There's my tile. Where am I going to put it? And it's it's very... You know, the artwork is very simple and pretty, and I I like it, and I, I don't think I've ever won. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's it, it's another one that I highly recommend. I, I got my copy when I... Uh, won a card tournament out in Western Mass once. <laughs> <laughs> I was super happy with it, and I've, it, it, it's just a great game. Highly recommend it. Ah. Yeah. So I found one that I haven't picked up yet, but I, I took a picture of it and sent it to Autumn because she would appreciate this one. It's called Bards Dispense Profanity. <laughs> a party game based on the words of William Shakespeare. Oh, dear. Um, to be profane or not to be. All right. So I'm thinking about getting a lower back, uh, back tattoo of, and then they have... Actual quotes from Shakespeare. Cupid's butt shaft. Our synagogue. Or my Uncle Clarence. <laughs> and then, just like Cards Against Humanity, you pick the best answer. Of course, of course. So, that has a lot of possibilities. <laughs> I am intrigued. It does. I might have to pick that up. That might be in Autumn's stocking this. That's this great. That's high quality. Because that just seems like a... Yeah, exactly. It's funny, though, because... I went to go look for a game for Autumn. I was thinking about getting her, like, Bears and Babies or one of those games. I texted her sister, who told me, just get Joking Hazard. We played it, like, three times. The first time we played it, uh, it was New Year's. Most of us weren't really all that into it, plus... I thought it was fun. I thought it was a fun time, but, you know, it was... The issue is with some of these games is that not, not so much... You, you know you're in, in the right company, but sometimes people need to be able to read clearly... Yeah. Okay. Or speak English, okay. or be a native English speaker who can't read. I'm not well, naming names, but you all know who I'm talking about. <laughs> nope. Do all right. Huh? <laughs> what? Yeah. Okay. yeah. So yeah, that's uh. How was that? Anyone have any other games? Because this is a really, really quick. Well, discussion. we could just go through our closet. Oh, you, you could. <laughs> <laughs> There's that 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 pantry on the left there is stacked floor to ceiling with games. Jesus, I, I would like to t discuss something that's worth pointing out: the idea of the Bisquick game. 
Now, have, have you ever heard of a Bisquick game? No, no, that's, no, I think that's peculiar to your college. All right, fair enough. But it's a good concept, I'm telling you. So there are these board games that take forever to set up. Whether it's Axis and Allies, or, oh! or Twilight Imperium. Oh, yeah. And Twilight Imperium has a, a, a hard set of like 10 rounds max, and I've seen that game go 16 hours. It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're bringing up... I'm getting flashbacks right now because of Oxus and Allies. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck that game. <laughs> <laughs> the worst part is there's always that one guy. You get, like, five hours into it. And then they go, eh, Can we do something else? And that's when the twitching starts. Because <laughs> you know you can't actually kill him. So, the solution is simple. Before you set, when everyone agrees, we're going to play this game, whether it's Twilight Imperium, Axis, or Allies, whatever. You pour a cup of Bisquick. You want to leave? You eat the Bisquick first. (laughs) So, the Bisquick game became a a sort of genre unto itself at my college, and I've always found it was a really good descriptor for us. That one classic game where it's, you know... Okay, we're going to need three tables for all the maps, and there are charts involved. And oh, Jesus. Hope you all pissed in, in, in your own <laughs> dorm room, because <laughs> you're not getting up from the table. Yeah, you're not leaving. Yeah, I was always the uh, the England and British team. Uh, uh, my brother, my older brother was the America, was America, and my sister was the uh, Axis. I don't think I've never not played that game when I had one person who was obsessed with, like, the Axis history of World War Two, mm. and they would they would just exploit every weakness that you had. There's always one. Where Abu's? It was bad. Freshman and sophomore year. I, I wish Jim was here for this because J- Jim and I had to sit through this hell together. Oh, brutal. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was not fun. <laughs> I would imagine not. Yeah, I mean, it, it's like it takes Stratego. Oh, God. Yeah. And just makes it much, much worse. I was the 2011 Stratego World Champion, I'll have you know. <laughs> He's not kidding. He's got a classic, what is it, 50th anniversary edition? Or. Does it come with commemorative epaulets for your shoulders? <laughs> come on, man. Oh, that's beautiful. Done up like a. a, a... Oh! <laughs> and then you gotta dig in there for the rest of it. It's done up like a a, a nice old history tome. It's yeah, cla- it's it's a classy setup. Well, oh, Napoleon man. only wishes he had it that oh. easy. What? So this was Stomple. I'm, I'm not pulling it all the way out because it's way too noisy a game. But it's a very uh, it, it's called Stomple. Um, it's kind of niche, but I can't recommend it highly enough. It's a it's a quick game. It's something that you can play in like you know all five of us could play it and we'd be done in ten minutes. Yeah, it's very noisy. However, probably doesn't work great for a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's um. Do you remember the old? It, it reminds me of nothing so much as do you remember the old Windows ninety five game Jazz Ball? I don't. I think but I do. Where you were supposed to, to yeah, cut yeah. the field in half and keep the ball on one side. Yeah. And the tighter the box you could put the ball in, the more points you got. Yeah. It's kind of like that as a board game. Huh. But what it is, yeah, you, you get a, uh, you lay out this, it's all marbles. 
and you, you set up this whole field of, like, what is it, 10 by 10 of marbles or something like that? Yeah, and it's... And the, they, they all sit on these things on little, like, on a nice wooden board with little foam rubber circles, and then you can stomp the marbles through that are the same color as your little pedestal guy. Ah. And so you jump around, and you try, you're try. you trying to make sure that you have enough of your marbles left. No, it's like, you don't just stomp, you stomp a series of marbles in different colors, trying to take out all of your coworker, your friend's marbles, and leave yourself alone. <laughs> It's 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 a quick game. It's easy to pick up, and but if you get more than three, it, it's supposed to be playable for up to six people. Yeah. But if you've got more than three people going, it is mayhem. <laughs> the field is just not big enough for everybody. Right. Oh man. And then you've got that one vindictive guy who comes hunting you every turn. <laughs> like, really, guy? You had to do that. Every game has got that one dude. Yep. Who's like. <laughs> You've got a target on your back. One of my favorite gaming stories was the guy who melted down when we wouldn't tell him the unspoken rule. <laughs> We're like, it's unspoken. We can't tell you. <laughs> the unspoken rule, of course, is no one wins twice in a row. <laughs> but now I've spoken it, so I don't. It's yeah, no longer a rule, then. Oh, no. That rule's forever. <laughs> you, you, you talked about Fight Club. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was uh, that was our games. That was an interesting and brief conversation, yeah. <laughs> which is good after last week's oh, two part. Yeah. No, God, that, that didn't <laughs> no, make it, it was a two part before that one. Yeah, and then that one. So yeah. we we needed a bit of brevity here. So uh, got a couple of house cleaning things in terms of movies and such to talk about before we uh, wrap the show up. Um, so this week. It was revealed that DC has hired James Gunn, formerly of the Guardians of the Galaxy, um, to script their now re- reboot of uh, Suicide Squad. Okay. Thoughts before I rant? There is, and I'm sure this is what you're going to rant about, but there's no way DC is going to give him the creative freedom he needs to make this work. Right. They're already rebooting? Yes. Wow. My, my, my I knew thought- that, yeah, oh, sorry. Like, I knew that DC was really struggling. Apparently, they're making two standalone Joker movies at the same time. Yeah. And I don't know what they... And a Batman movie that has nothing to do with Ben Affleck of the DCEU. They don't have a Superman. Right. Yeah, they've rebooted everything because, hell, they lost everybody. This is why they can't catch up with Marvel. The reason why Marvel has worked is because they take an actor and that's who you are. Robert Downey Jr. is still fucking Iron Man. Right. Yeah. He's still Iron Man. It's been ten years. He's still in the same role. They're never letting him out. Let's all face facts. And quite frankly, if he gave it up, he'd probably go back to being Robert Downey Jr., which isn't healthy for anybody. <laughs> so really, in the long run, it's the best option. Or, um, like, a, a, a Cap. Yeah. Chris Evans. Yeah. Chris, yeah, Evans. Chris, Chris Evans is Captain, Captain America. America. He's gotten older, but he's still... Playing the same role, and it gives it a level of continuity that you just can't find in the DC movies. No, like if if they had managed to hang on to, to, to Christian Bale and have him keep playing Batman, that would have given it a level of continuity that would have allowed it to compete. Right. right. Their they, issue with that was because that was the one time they they kind of got WEB got burned by getting an auteur to make their movies. He's like. I'm making these three movies, and I am definitively ending them. Uh, no, actually, he said, I'm making these two movies, and I oh, can you make a third one? Fine. Fine. 
then, really want to, so I'll throw out this piece of shit. But then, but then it's also like you said, he is an auteur. He doesn't want to be part of a larger cinematic unit. Right. He doesn't want his Batman to be. It's not a tent. It's, it's not a comic book movie. He wants it to be a film. You know. I do like, want to point this out because and, and, and there's nothing wrong with it because I mean, right. the Dark Knight trilogy is a. It's a great little uh, dark night. Yeah, yeah, the dark first two movies are amazing. Fantastic, yeah. 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 And the, the other problem that Mar- you know, Marvel had been building up this, this steamroller for a while and gaining speed, and DC tried too late to jump on and tried, tried to, too much, tried to too accelerate much. it too fast right. to catch up. And they just crashed. And they couldn't, yeah, they, they completely crashed into the brick wall of their own brain. Well, they and went Zach out of their Sni- way. And, they, and they also were like, we'll get Zack Snyder. And it's like, Zack Snyder hates, you know, these kind of... He hates, yeah. he hates these kinds of movies, and he's generally, you know, he makes, you know, artistic movies that are very interesting to look at, but don't make a hell of a lot of sense. And so you, you're not going to get any character building from him at all, and that's the other thing that Marvel has always done better than DC, both in comic and in movies, is Character building characters. Yeah. yeah. Joe, I just want to point something out that you mentioned about uh, Chris Evans. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I recently, re- I retweeted this today. Uh, this is from um, at Alexis Ned. Uh, I want a Food Network show that's just Chris Evans traveling around the country eating all the carbs that he couldn't go near when he was contractually <laughs> obligated to look like a living god at all times. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch the crap out of that. Oh, I would yeah. absolutely. Well, you, yeah, we he seems like he such either... a genuinely nice guy. Yeah, yeah. he's from he's from Suburb. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Either we he... are. I am actually within six degrees of separation from him. Nice. But yeah, he seems like a generally nice guy. I mean, I follow him on Twitter, and the yeah. guy is, he's, one, he's funny. Two, he doesn't take bullshit from anybody. No. He's just so pure. Yes. Sorry, Captain, you were saying? I don't know. Did you see Snowpiercer? <laughs> I actually want to see that. I am. I, will, I heard that's actually a very good movie, Snowpiercer. Yeah, but yeah, that's, it brings that's out thing. the raging leftist in me. Yeah, that's, a, that's another thing that, well, uh, yeah, he's in that, Tilda Swinton's in that. Bunch of other people are in that, and also that's another movie where he didn't get to eat a lot because he was on the poor train where they only like protein bugs. bars made out of bugs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, going back to James Gunn going to DC, like, yeah, it's just it's not going. I don't think this it's was a work. prize for DC to win and nothing more because DC is going to do, or I don't want to say DC, Warner Brothers is going to do what they're always going to do. Do they're, they're going to interfere? They're going to get their hands into it. The executives are going to be like, oh, we got to get this out before you know. For we got to get our bonuses. And right, like, exactly. They're going to sit on their balls yet again. Yeah. And I mean, the thing with this too is, and Mike and I were talking about this yesterday that James Gunn did an amazing thing. He took this no-name group of of, of comic book characters and D-li- made D-listers. them something. Yeah. Made yeah. them A-listers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People are already, even if this is a reboot of Suicide Squad, people are familiar now with Suicide Squad, even because of that shitty movie. So well, you think of it within, an, within an existing sandbox. Well think, of, right. Right. well, think of it this way, too. By the time Suicide Squad 2 comes out, there's going to be Birds of Prey already going to come out, and yep. the Harley Quinn solo movie is going to have been come out. So people are going to already know these characters, and like Mike said, he's got a very kind of box that he has to work in. I've got a scorching hot take for you. Yeah. Suicide Squad wasn't bad. It was actually pretty good. And the guy who played the um, the, 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 the pyrokinetic there yeah. absolutely put that movie on his back and carried it. Yeah. yeah. It was the best thing in a very bad movie. I, yes, definitely. It took me three times to get through that movie. The first two, I couldn't get past the, the intros. I couldn't get past the first 20 minutes of the movie because it was so full of itself. 
Oh, yeah, and definitely. And it was so... It was like... I think I, I used the term last on our last episode. Essentially, it was nothing but, like, classic rock ejaculate for, like, the first 20 minutes. Well, you know what... You know what it was? David Ayers was so full of himself, full, so full of himself after Fury yeah. that he just like, I can do no wrong. Well, and then they took his script that it took him six weeks to write, and they let, and they let a trailer part, a trailer company edit the movie. Oh, oh. yeah, that 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 that, that explains happened. a lot. Explain, yeah, the movie yeah. was edited was final edited by a trailer company. They did well the way they didn't like his cut, so they brought it to Trailer Park, the trailer company, mm-hmm. because they loved the trailer. They cut it. They hated that too. So they blended the two together. Ugh. Misery by committee. Yeah, yeah, it's just not. My my good. thought my thought on this is, I see I see a glimmer of hope in that it can hardly get worse. Oh, like oh. Oh. <laughs> okay. 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 This no, this could be the kind of thing that drives James Gunn back to indie movies. I, th- I, I think he's already been heading that way anyway. Mm, well, yeah, but. Mm, this could destroy his like blockbuster Hollywood career. Speaking well, of all this, is is Guardians of the Galaxy three actually permanently shelved? Yes, uh, it's on, it's, 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 on, on, it's on a definite hiatus right they, now. They, they still have his script, which they say that they will eventually use. And I think that yeah, but Bautista is not going to act in it. Well, no, Bautista will act in in a James Gunn written script. Because he's contractually obligated to three movies. Yeah, I could see him telling them to go stuff it. Yeah, he's well, really they'll, angry. They'll, he, he actually he's been uh, he's right now uh, on Twitter he's been begging uh, James Gunn to cast him in Suicide Squad too. Right. The be- the thing with Dave Bautista versus everybody else is that Dave Bautista did not make his money in acting. He didn't make yeah. it in Hollywood. He was a very shrewd businessman who invested his wrestling money nice. very very well. This acting thing really is just a successful side gig for him. Yeah. It's like, you know, Harrison Ford is, like, the world's most famous carpenter. Yeah. Right. Because that is his actual profession, is carpenter, not actor. No, yeah. well, that's not true. I, I know, it's a joke we used to have in college, though. Actually, I've, yeah. heard, I've heard some people say that Batista would be a really good Bane. He could, yeah, he could, he could pull it off, yeah. He'd pull it off, you know, but you saw that. That's the thing, is that I can no longer accept Bane without that ridiculous voice anymore. Well, you asked me to follow up the greatest villain in movie history. It's still better than Bane Smash. I'm going to say Bane's never been played by Sean Connery. (laughs) Actually, it was like a Connery and Goldfinger, actually. It really was, actually. Mr. Wade, I expect you to die. (laughs) Wow. Holy shit. (laughs) Mind blown. (laughs) I got in trouble the other day. I told Catherine that... uh, you thought, uh, I gave her the uh, darkness speech from Bane, but it was for the internet because I was born there. Uh. It's where I live. It's where I dwell. It's where I belong. Which is a terrifying concept. Yes, yes exactly. it is. <laughs> Can we uh, move on to the Mandalorian? Yes, okay. Go so, uh, last week? Last week. Was Star last Wars, week? the Mandalorian, John Favreau's The John Favreau's live-action Star Wars show. We finally got a title... And a, a synopsis and a first image and a synopsis. It is, as Joe mentioned, the Mandalorian. Um, go ahead, guys, because I didn't read a whole lot about it because I want to be eloquently surprised by it. I just my, my sincerest hope is that this isn't more betwixt episodes three and four filler. Like it, it, no, 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 no. This one's uh, post Return of the Jedi. Okay, it's post Return of the Jedi. Right, it's after the Fallen Empire, but before the rise of the First Order. 
and it's going to take place away from the events of yeah, the galaxy. This, yeah, like this is the outer rim, uh, unknown regions. Wild space. Wild space. Oh, because that worked out so well for Solo. I love the movie, don't get me wrong, but that film got panned pretty hard. I have more confidence in this because, one, John Favreau is produ- right. yeah. producing, and the list of directors he's got oh, for yeah. the first season is top notch. Taiko Waititi. Uh, Bryce Howard. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, yeah. The, the pilot's being directed by... Um, Dave Filoni, who yes. did the Ro- uh, right. Rebels and Clone, the Clone War series. I, I saw Alan Taylor's name. Yeah, yes. Alan, yeah, Alan Taylor's name. was in there as well. Mm-hmm. Game of Thrones director. Um, one of the, one of the uh, directors for... Uh, one of the directors slash showrunners for Jessica Jones. Yeah. Eileen uh, Chow or Chow or something oh, like that. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. And then... Um, uh, Rick Fujiwara. He's, uh, Fumi- he's a black man, black man with a Japanese name. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but, he, but he, he he he's actually does a highly he's does a highly acclaimed series. I can't remember. Uh, didn't didn't he also direct Dope? Yes. Yeah. All right. And that was pretty critically acclaimed too. And it's getting a hundred over a hundred million dollar budget. Yeah. Where is it going to be airing? Episode uh, series. Uh, guess what? Holy Stream, crap! Disney streaming service. The streaming service. Two thousand nineteen. Uh. So Disney is pulling out all the yeah, stocks. Yeah, they are the putting show. a lot of money and a lot of really high prop. High pro- I think it's been absolutely investing in this yes. service. It is. It's basically the rifleman in outer space. Is what it is. Yeah, as as opposed to um, Titans. Oh, that was one of the best reviews. That was such a I nice read that. Nice, that, was, that, was, that was such a, was such a great bad. Robin review. stabs a dude in the nuts. The higher up said I am required to write more than that. <laughs> With garden shears. With garden shears, that's right. This is the sloggiest slog I've, I've ever, ever had, had to slog. slog. <laughs> Seriously, go to Collider.com and read the review for Titans. It is, it's, it's a wonderfully written bad review. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he, he gave it one star and he's like, look, I understand so good it's bad television. I gave three stars to God friended me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah he's, like, I'm not, he's like, I'm not snooty. Let me tell you, I'm right. not snooty. This show just sucks. <laughs> it's just, it's funny because, you know, DC's got the streaming service, which has got very little fanfare. Like, when, when, when Disney's streaming service comes out next year, you're going to fucking know about it. Oh, geez, <laughs> dude, when I, uh, I'm going to D23 next year again. Yeah, and you can. That's going to be right around the time that the streaming service is about to come out. So that's going to be all over the D twenty three. There's so many different streaming services at this point. There's going to be more. Can we just get them to sort of like be bundled together? I you mean, like the cable think... company. Why yes. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, uh, I recently subscribed to a big old bundle one that's got Crunchyroll, it's got Funimation, it's got Nick uh, Nick Splat. Um, and it's got, like, Nerdist. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the prosecution rests. <laughs> it's only 10 bucks a month. Like I said. Yeah, yeah well, it's supposed to $200 a month for your cable service. Yeah. Not mine anymore. We went basic, 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 basic. Yeah, well, yeah, because you have a decent speed internet connection. And that's all you really need. Yeah, I was like... Yeah, no, I'll... I was like, we don't need cable. They're like, well, you know, if you do internet and phone, we'll give you cable for 7 bucks a month. That sounds fine. Yeah. yeah why not? Well, my wife just crossed the Rubicon today. I finally put Showbox on her phone because she wants to watch uh, Outlander before the new series, the new season begins. 
<laughs> you you guys have met my wife. Um, yeah. Andy, I'm right there with you. I know, okay? I know. So I have it so good. My mother <laughs> my mother gave gave her her stars logins. But my mother subscribes to Xfinity. Stars apparently has a blood feud against Xfinity. Out of all of the different uh, cable providers, you can't you you know you can use Stars with. You can't use Xfinity with it. Are you sure? Positive. I because I I was uh, doing uh, Xfinity uh, on demand yeah, for uh, Stars. Yeah, and that's how I watched. Um, no, you can watch Stars on Xfinity like on demand. Yeah. But if you use their app, which is what we were doing, oh. you cannot do that. Oh, okay. So yes, I finally I finally put Allcast on her phone. I put Showbox on her phone. That's how we watched the entire season of Full Dark already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Dark Full. <laughs> we have we have to finish getting caught up. I, did we actually make it to the end of season two of Jessica Jones? Not yet. Oh my god. I'm still working on that one. <laughs> I, mean, I, I haven't even started I season two. Just oh. finished uh, Luke Cage season two. And now I, I haven't started Iron Fist. And then Daredevil's coming out this month. And now I've got to add. Uh, yeah, I'm it's Amer- like we got homework, man. Yeah, I've got American, two episodes American of God season two on when, Stars. When is that coming out? It's streaming now on Stars. Is it? Yes. Fuck. <laughs> Keep it up with the Joneses, man. No, I thought they. I didn't think they filmed it yet. No, it's. it's <laughs> <laughs> when does filming start? It's out now. What? God damn it! <laughs> Get caught in a time loop or what, man? Yes, yes, I did. I gotta go on the app right now and find that out. So, God, I hate that. You open up the Stars app, it always makes the, the noise. So, does anybody else have anything to say before I, uh, I I put this whole thing away and go watch season two of American Gods? <laughs> no? Alright then. Cosmic Wimp oh, no, out. I'm, I'm sorry, it's just the tra- they just released a trailer. Oh, uh, God, Joe, you tease me. Uh. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, next episode is our annual, our 11th annual Halloween episode. Yeah. Yay! And we're going to go to the well and we're actually going to hit the Universal Monsters. Classics. <laughs> so all the black and white classics of, of your... Not the Tom Cruise, not the Tom Cruise. Uh... Fuck off. <laughs> Dark Universe. <laughs> They're one movie expanded universe. There were moments in the movie but in general it wasn't that great. You understand well, why. You had failed though. Yeah. You are Mike C. All, all reincarnated. Well, yeah. No, I mean, there were moments that... It wasn't I that bad. It wasn't that bad. Of what? The mummy. The mummy. Oh god. <laughs> no, not the good not the Brendan Fraser mummy, the Tom. Yeah, Fraser I know. Mummy. I Which know. Is strangely the good one. The Brendan Fraser yeah. Yeah. Oh, well because it because great. it because it, it has a great it's a great little romp. Yeah, Whereas you know It doesn't you, take itself serious. It's very self aware, it doesn't take itself too seriously. Yeah. Yes. You mean a movie that where the sequel ended up starring The Rock for no apparent reason. We're not talking like, about the sequel. We're talking about the mummy. Right. With some of the worst CG oh, The worst CG I've ever seen in a big budget movie. <laughs> that doesn't involve a mustache. Right. <laughs> no, no, no. That, to be fair, even that was better than The Rock CG in the... Yeah, the yeah. yeah, but barely. They yeah. should have done it old school. The original Joker on the Batman TV show had a mustache. Yeah. And they just made the crap out of it. <laughs> Us. Cesar Romero, we miss you. You're the consummate professional. So yeah, we're talking all about Dracula, Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, Wolfman, Wolfman, Wolfman. So, Band of the Opera. Question. Yes. Are we also talking about the Adam Costello meet all of those movies? Oh yeah. Briefly. Ooh. Cool. Well, right. Let's talk up. about uh, Adam Costello go to Mars, <laughs> which they don't do. They actually go to Venus. Yeah. 
Yep. Continuity, folks. Continuity. How do you miss that turn? So if you have any favorites you want us to talk about, you can email us at geeksaladradio at gmail.com. You can let us know on our Facebook page, which is Geek Salad Podcast, and at Twitter at Geek Salad Radio. Uh, you can also check out every episode in our archive, or all the good episodes of our archive, uh, at the Podbean app, geeksalad.podbean.com. Also available on Stitcher, on iTunes, on Google Music, and you can check us out on YouTube. Not only do you get the audio versions of the shows there, you also get our weekly uh, movie reviews uh, and or Disney recaps. Or and whatever or we figured Whatever the hell. Uh, a couple weeks ago, Joe joined us and I drank on screen while we ran to our <laughs> DC yeah. right after the Cavill firing. Ugh. So, um, yes, many, many things going on. A lot of content. So definitely uh, don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. And subscribe to us on uh, geeksalad.podbean.com. So until next time, I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Joe. I'm Catherine. Oh, and uh, thank you also, Joe. No, no, no. Joe Dan. Joe Dan. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Joe Dan. I will wear my new name with pride. (laughs) (laughs) Go for it and be nerdful. Talk to you later. so funny oh no, no no you're a smart guy clearly picked up some flashy tricks but you made one crucial mistake you forgot about the essence of the game it's about the colonists.